Hey everybody, welcome to this uh, kind of quick mini return of Sector 2. Um, show's back after a few months of hiatus. Uh, that was the, uh, what was that? That was the winter quarter of classes. Now we're in the spring quarter. Uh, the class load is a little less uh, intense, so I'm going to be able to put more time into this. Um, so it's going to be a little different this time around, though. There's kind of been a journey of Jackson and the Motorsports Show at Radio DePaul Sports. Uh, it started as another left turn, pre-COVID, in-studio, live show, uh, whatever news stuff was going on that day. COVID hit, uh, so this past fall it returned to Sector 2, uh, where I talked to a bunch of people, uh, five different people, <laughs> I guess, uh, from the racing Twitterverse about various things, them, racing, uh, all that, and now Sector 2 is going to be a little different. It's going to be kind of newsy, kind of whatever. I don't want to make it super newsy because it's not live, and I feel weird about that. Anyway, um, basically it's going to be different uh, just to try new things. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you know about all the charts and uh, stuff, charts, stats, all that stuff that I tweet about. I think this, the revamped, uh, spring version of Sector 2 is going to be a lot of talking about those things uh, just in this format because there's a lot of stuff on there uh, it's hard to explain or talk about or give full appreciation for in tweet format you got to do it in like a longer form like this uh, today this is just going to be a quick little show because there wasn't any racing over Easter weekend uh, but uh, I'll take it back a week real quick and um, yeah anyway here we go so uh, F1 started their season in Bahrain. Uh, it was a really good opening race. Uh, sat around, watched Drive to Survive all week, which was uh, really good, uh, in my opinion. Uh, it's always exciting to watch Drive to Survive. It's a good way to get like reset, get back in the swing of things for the season, remember the storylines from last year uh, in that format. Anyway, the race in Bahrain, uh, best part of the day. You know, I'm sitting down. Uh, to watch the race. It was a good time for U.S. people to watch, which is, you know, nice to not have to wake up at 4 a.m. or whatever. Anyway, uh, Mazepin, uh, Mazep how do you say it with it? Okay, sidebar. Ma My brain says Mazepin, which I know it's not. I think I'm going to make Mazepin. Mazepin? I don't know. Anyway, that guy, the guy we say no to, crashed in the first corner, which was great uh, to not have to deal with him the rest of the day. And, I mean, are we really surprised? No. I just didn't think it would be the literal first corner. Uh, and if you watch the video, he did it to himself. It's not like he hit anybody or uh, the tire blew or he was on fresh tires. First corner, he just ran out of talent, uh, literally. So, that's great. Um, uh, Sergio Perez had some problems while on the grid. Uh, which, you know, shut down Red Bull as a team for the day, which was kind of disappointing because Verstappen was up there, as we'll get to in a second. But uh, we're still going to have to wait. I mean, obviously, we'd have to wait to draw many conclusions, but to assess Red Bull uh, as a team, uh, we're still going to have to wait a minute here. He, was really, he, was, uh, he wasn't really slow in qualifying, but he was uh, slower in qualifying uh, than Verstappen especially. So... We'll have to see as we get through a few more weeks here whether that's a consistent thing or whether that was just a problem this week uh, and what that looks like going forward. Um, 
throughout the race, track limits. Uh, that was the big highlight. Going into the weekend, I kind of just saw it, but skipped over it, that uh, the track limits were going to be a little different. Uh, at the end of that, not the not the main stretch, but like the first straightaway, the one that the Grosjean crash happened on. Uh, they're going to be able to run a little wide into that corner there. Uh, they did in certain sessions, certain times throughout the race. I think I saw the count that Hamilton did it 29 out of like 56 laps. He ran wide there. Uh, but for some reason, near the end of the race, they got more strict with it. And then it just was a whole mess. And it kind of screwed up. We had a whole tire strategy throughout the race that we were following. We had the general storyline of Red Bull and Mercedes. We had Verstappen catching Hamilton. Uh, and then we have to worry about the track limits because Max and Lewis uh, ran the corner wide. And then Max finally passed Lewis, but Max had to give the spot back. Anyway, whole disaster track limits. Um, as a, You know, it's the same thing in like baseball. Like if you're going to have a bad strike zone, at least be consistent with the bad strike zone so we can play to it. Uh, just be consistent with the rules. Uh, just in sports, be consistent with the rules. Yeah, well, you know, in everything, be consistent with the rules. But um, just little things like this, it distracts from like the skill of the drivers and the engineers and all that. It's like, oh, now we got to figure out what the stewards are going to say about the line today. That's, um, it's just silly. Um, in other news, uh, Myself and this Sector 2, along with Zach Alex of the Gay Racing Podcast, we put together a little fantasy league. I'm in second right now. Uh, you can still join it if you want. You'll just be a race behind. But uh, I don't know. Everyone, uh, most of these people are from NASCAR Twitter. So maybe maybe we're not the most excelled at it. But hey, I still got P2. My team uh, for uh, Bahrain was Verstappen, Norris, Gasly, Russell, uh, Mick Schumacher, and Mercedes. Uh, so that was a good squad to have, especially because the Mercedes were one, two, and then Verstappen was the better Red Bull. Uh, in terms of everybody, where am I at? I'm 77,000, seven, <laughs> I'm in P77,000 of the three quarter million people playing around the globe. Anyway, uh, the fantasy team did well this week. Um, when there's a race to preview the next week. I'll talk about that, but there's not this week. Anyway, Imola's in a... Imola? All the pronunciations, man. They're getting me. I haven't done this in a minute. I forgot how to say words. Uh, In a few weeks, I'll preview that weekend. Anyway, the most recent racing that happened after that, because it was on a Monday, was NASCAR on the dirt track at Bristol, which was... uh, It was fun. Not, uh, you know... Well, it was a saga. We had the... We had the practice sessions, which were really cool to see. We had hyped up this whole, like, heat qualifying format. NASCAR engineered, like, a system to figure out who made the race and set the qualifying lineups. We had the random draws, and we had the heats all prepped, and then the trucks, well, we had the rain, uh, and then the track wasn't, what was the order of things even? I don't see it's been a minute. Uh, Anyway, track was a disaster. Uh, trucks ran like half a lap. They couldn't see, so we had to stop. Everything got pushed back. During the races on Monday, surprise dirt superstar Martin Truex Jr. Uh, kind of dominated that truck race. Uh, you know, given the situation, uh, pretty good job. Certainly having a lot of track time didn't hurt, but uh, but Martin Truex Jr. winning the truck race, that was pretty cool to see. 
Then we had the cup race later on on Monday. Uh, Joey Logano ended up winning that. Uh, so just generally a rough weekend uh, for track maintenance. Uh, hopefully things have been learned because in the middle of the cup race, it was announced that we're doing this deal again next year, which given the semi-disaster that everything was, it seems like a kind of silly decision. I feel like maybe NASCAR could have taken uh, NASCAR and uh, SMI could have taken a minute to kind of assess things before announcing it. Um, but I guess it worked out okay. Hopefully we learned things. It's going to be better next year. Anyway, I'm going to talk for a minute uh, since there's not, you know, super big structure today. I'm letting myself go on these little tangents. Uh, but Joey Logano won this dirt race at Bristol. Uh, so he's, I talked about this on Twitter. He's got quite the resume now. Daytona 500 champion. Uh, and which is generally good on super speedways. I saw, uh, oh, who was it? Somebody put it together, but he's won basically, he's on like, you know, like Dale Earnhardt levels of super speedway things. Like if pace works out the right way or whatever. Anyway, uh, he's won on all track types, mile and a half, super speedways, short tracks, road courses, uh, the, you know, he's won at Pocono. Uh, he's run all these places, and that now includes dirt, which uh, nobody else in the Cup Series can really say right now. He swept an entire playoff round, which when it happened, we knew it was cool, but it was only the second year of the system, and I don't think it really sunk in what it was yet. And now looking back, we can realize how big a deal that was to win all three races in a round, and now the system is kind of actually modified to reward that with the playoff points and everything. Anyway, oh, and he's also a champion of the series, uh, and he's still going to be around for a minute. And so now adding dirt to his resume of things. Uh, the next time NASCAR is going to be on track, we head to Martinsville this weekend. The Cup Series races Saturday night. Uh, and as per tradition at Martinsville, the road course guys are good. AJ Allmendinger was always good there. Uh, Chase Elliott and Martin Shrex Jr. have together won the last three Martinsville races. Uh, they also lead active drivers in road course wins uh, despite uh, Chase being relatively new to the Cup Series because that's uh, how good he is on road courses and how good I expect him to be at Martinsville. Uh, so Chase and Truex are definitely the guys to feature on the fantasy rosters this week, unless, you know, it's a balance here because we got a lot of short tracks. We're going to Richmond the week after Martinsville, and there's a lot more road courses on the calendar this year. Anyway, uh, Chase and Truex definitely going to be the favorites. Uh, in terms of quick little IndyCar thing, season's about to get started in Barber. Uh, it's going to be a few weeks. Jimmy Johnson, Romain Grosjean starting their little IndyCar veteran career rookie season deal. Scott McLaughlin running the full season this year. It's going to be a really exciting year. Uh, Jimmy, Roman, Scott. Uh, fun time. Fun time. Uh, really excited to get that going. IndyCar is going to be really fun this year. Uh, part of IndyCar this year for fantasy. I'm part of the Fantasy Open Wheel Challenge. It's a thing on Twitter. You can follow along. It's five drivers a race, but each driver can only be used five times in the 17 race season. Uh, so it really is a fantasy open wheel challenge. Uh, not sure what my strategy for that is going to be yet, but I'm a part of it. You can follow that on Twitter. Uh, it's going to be a fun time. Anyway, thanks for listening to this quick little 10 minute sector two reboot. Uh, next week, it's going to be more of a groove. It's going to be more of a planned out show because we'll be following a NASCAR weekend and we'll be heading into a NASCAR F1 Indy triple header weekend. Uh, and then we're on from there. Uh, so it'll be a real fun time. Uh, like I said, thanks for listening to the show. If you want to hear more from me, follow me on Twitter at underscore jtod14 underscore. 
Uh, and I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.